Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. I'm excited about this because I'm like, I have some things that I'm like, I'm excited to hear what your responses are to certain things. So yeah, I'm I'm excited excited too. It feels like a good topic for where we're both at. Yeah. So today we're going to talk querying and particularly kind of starting with talking about kind of prepping for querying. I just finished my first time querying. Laura is prepping and preparing for her first time querying. So we're kind of like right in the midst of this. So we're not experts, but as we are in the midst of it, we're learning things. And that's um, great. We want to talk about those things and share those things. And we also have had a couple of authors who have been willing to share about their experience querying. And we'll be putting those out in many episodes around this time. So you can be looking for those. And yeah, but we just kind of wanted to talk about the things that we've learned. Exactly. Which one of the things that I'm most intrigued is going to be we obviously are very different in how we approach things yeah and I think that's going to be kind of fun and fascinating I do you mind if I just jump right in and ask you a couple questions about your approach sure I was wondering did you have any methods of tracking that you followed when you did did you go through a service or did you create something how how did you approach that Yeah. So I think that's super, super important. And I think you need to like, as you start to create the list of the agents you want to query, you need to know how you want to keep that list and where you want to, how you're going to manage it. Um, Cause there is a lot of just information and honestly, in the end, I just used Excel and and most of the authors I have talked to have done the same thing. Like, it seems like that is kind of across the board what people recommend. And I hate spreadsheets. So let me just say, like, yeah. I was really resistant at first. It's like, no, they make my eyes cross. <laughs> but it really is like the best, like there's just so much information you need to keep track of. It was the best way in the end to do that. And to keep track, not only of like, like I wanted to know the agent's name, the agency they were with, what their yep. requirements were, whether they were open to querying or not, like, or when they would be open to querying if they weren't yet. I wanted to know the websites so I can check back and like review the, their stuff. I needed to know whether they wanted it by email or by query tracker, you know, like, and then once exactly. and that was even just before sending anything out, you know, like yep. those, that, those yep. was just basic information I needed before sending it out that I wanted to see all in one place. And then after sending it out, I needed to keep track of when I sent it, when I got responses, what sort of responses I got. So I did color code my spreadsheet to try to make Yay. it a little bit more <laughs> easy to look at. You know, <laughs> I just can't look at a wall of text. Well, and that's, I love that. And because uh, I do love spreadsheets. I yeah. do love Excel. And so I was considering making my own. I didn't know if you had a template that you with. It sounds like you did custom work. I didn't. I yep. just did it myself. Awesome. I, the information that I wanted to have. Exactly. So you capture it all. I've yeah. heard Quarry Tracker, which actually that was at a recommendation of an agent of yeah place to find information not necessarily to me it didn't look like a tool I would use though for tracking queries out. Query manager is a little bit um nebulous to me. I most I the vast majority of the agents I queried used it and so but they it was like it was used on their end. Does that make sense? Like you fill in the information and it gets sent to them but everything came to me through my email and there wasn't as far as I could tell there wasn't a way to like 
input that information into query tracker and then just pull from it it should have been like it should be that way but it's it really feels like query tracker is made for agents it's not made yeah. for writers that's helpful to know especially from the actual did you have to submit anything through query tracker then? oh yeah more yeah. than half of the ones yeah. i submitted had to be through query tracker and they didn't rather than anything just else. through well and that's good to know that it's not necessarily useful for a query managing tool in capturing the information that usually that stuff so. yeah need kind of another process yeah. to go with it and but i think this leads me to too like i think yeah. it's a really good idea as you're prepping to query to build in time to find agents and Absolutely. figure out what they want because yes it takes way more time than you think it will take yeah i gave myself a month to make my list and, and I kind of gave myself a goal of like, I'm going to add one agent a day to the list so that by the end of the month, yep. I have at least 30. That was kind of my like minimum goal. In the end, I ended up with, um, I think, closer to 80 in that month that I collected. But it's tedious, tedious work to find agents and figure out who the right agent at that agency is. To yeah. And who wants the things that you're offering or what your book is. And it just takes time. It takes a lot of time. From my experience looking through it too, like at the different websites, looking at what it is they want, it's data scraping. There is. is no way around it. Yep. Even if you go to the list, yep. you're going to have to get down into the nitty gritty of what kind of within this genre, what do they yep. want? What do they not? I, one of the agents that I've found that I was actually one of the first ones I found, you know, I went to the agent website and went yeah. down into their there's certain agents who want similar things. There's certain ones who are explicitly are like, I do not war stories. Yeah, I do want not this. want this. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I don't think there's any way around doing the yeah, research. Yeah, you just have to check. And, and that stuff changes too. So you, you know, Absolutely. like they might change what they want based on the market or based on what their current list looks like. So you need to just check back yeah. and look at that. And I found too, like sometimes I would check the website and the agent would say what they wanted and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is a great fit. But then I was glad that I like went to their personal website or went to their Twitter account yes. if they had it, because then it said, oh, no, I'm not accepting queries right now. You know, like yes. <laughs> that happened multiple times where the website itself for the agency wasn't updated to say that they weren't accepting yes. queries, but the, that the agent themselves put something out on their own social media or their own stuff. So I totally recommend like take the time, do that research, check with any, anything they give you, any link that they provide, yes. whether it's like, you know, whether it's their query tracker or whether it's a manuscript wish list or their Twitter account yes. or whatever, check all of that. Make sure that, okay, yes, this is really the right agent for me to query right now. I really think there is no downside to being overprepared in that way because no. then it saves you time, it saves them time, and it saves the rejection, which of course, yeah. like, why wouldn't you want to avoid sending it to the wrong person? Extra yeah. research also gives you the opportunity to learn more about them and what they're looking for. And, and that's important information to have when you then go to, to write your query letter because you can then add that in like, hey, I know you're looking for this and here's how my book fits that need. And that personalization that shows in your query letter that you took that time, it's not, I mean, yes, it helps them put the links together of why it's being sent to them, but also it shows that you took the time yeah. to do the research. And I, it, it can't hurt. <laughs> yeah. The being more professional, being overly prepared, it can't hurt. And really, it is kind of this numbers game of they mm -hmm. get so many 
it's anything that makes yours a potential yes. If they're, if you look at, you know, most of the, what they get and their natural inclination is to say no, then anything that might make it a potential yes is worth it and worth yeah. the time and energy. Totally. As you were doing that, I know that you've talked about how you identified the top tier ones that you wanted to go to first. Mm -hmm. How many did you query at a time? <laughs> did you do in waves? Because I, I am considering did. doing mine in waves. Yeah, I, you know, I went back and forth. Like there are a lot of people who recommended send it out to 10 agents and then wait till you get responses from those 10 before you do another so that you can adjust and things like that. In my experience and after talking to more writers, like most agents aren't giving you back actual feedback that you could adjust to. Does that make sense? Like, Absolutely. And yes, you could send out 10. And then if all those 10 get rejected, you could spend another few weeks tweaking and making it better. But so often really like, I mean, make your manuscript as good as it can be before you send Absolutely. out for sure. Yep. But all of that tweaking might not actually make it better. And so often it's just a, like finding the right person for the right thing. And so getting 10 rejections doesn't necessarily mean that your work is horrible and you need to rewrite it before you send out 10 more. Like yep. it just means it wasn't right for those 10 at this time, you know? So I think in the end, I ended up kind of sending a lot more. I didn't, I didn't really batch it that much. I sent out a bunch in November, I guess it was. I think I sent out like 25 in that first week. And then I kind of like throughout the next three or four weeks after that, I sent out like kind of one or two a day, like just sort of a little bit. So I like hit it really hard at first because I was just like all psyched. <laughs> like, and kind of once you get going, it's a little easier to like keep doing it because you kind of know like, okay, it's just lots of copying and pasting. <laughs> like, yep. But then I didn't send anything through December. Like, so I got through like the first maybe 30 in November and then I didn't send any in December because I figured it was the holidays. I sent out a few more in January and then the last 12 in February. And in the end, I think I sent 56 and I don't think I'll send any more. There are like a handful yeah. that aren't accepting queries right now that I still think might be a good fit. So I might check back in another month and see if I can send to them. But for the most part, I feel like I think I'm done. <laughs> or, you know, like in the, These 56 are either going to take it or they're not. Yeah. With that, did you have any, like, I knew it's New Leaf. They usually say one agent, you know, spit to one yes. agent. And then did you do anything like okay, that yeah. where so you waited had, in waves? Yeah. I had like 10 that I knew, like, I definitely want to, these are my top, like, these would be amazing. Um, but then I also like grouped things by, there were a handful of agencies that won't accept like you query one agent, if that agent yeah. rejects it, the whole agency rejects it and that's it. Okay. Yep. But, yep. but there were also quite a few, more than I expected to see, that allow you to query again to a different agent, yep. but only after the first agent has rejected. So you can't exactly. query at the same time, but you can, <laughs> once one's rejected it, then you can query another. So in my spreadsheet, I also had like a <laughs> bottom tier list of like 10 or so <laughs> that were like, okay, if this agent rejects, then I yep, can query these then. ones. <laughs> And you know, it's a little like confusing and you have to like keep track of like, okay, what agency said no, when, but. I think um, it is that organization of knowing what the specific rules are and paying attention, following yeah. what the rules are. Don't and, allowing anything by just not reading over something yes. to disqualify you. And what was so, 
I mean, it, maybe it shouldn't be surprising, but it was kind of surprising was how varied those rules are. Like yes. not only do some agencies accept another query to another agent and others don't, but also agencies want really different things. So you have to be prepared like yes. pretty much across the board. Everyone wants a query letter, but beyond that, the, the requirements vary a lot. Like some agencies want a query letter and a one page synopsis and a log line and a bio and <laughs> your first five pages, you know, like <laughs> um, that, that's the other thing. Like I kind of expected like first chapter. Okay. That's what you work on a lot. That first chapter, that's what you're going to send out. But that varied a ton. Like there were a lot that yeah. only wanted those first five pages. And there were some that wanted their first three chapters. Like they wanted the whole first section, you know, like or up to 30 pages or whatever. So that was the other thing. Like you have to pay close attention to like who wants what, and you have to have all of that prepped and ready to go so that you yeah. have it ready. Polished and also like doing the same level of scrutiny with Yes. Your blurbs and with yes. your synopsis to make sure that they are at that same level as, as you just said, first part of the book, look at so much. Any of that, I think, does like show that reflection of your work, even if it's, yeah. you know, it, it shouldn't be that afterthought. It should have that same level of edit, that same level of quality. Absolutely. And one of the best things I did was sending out my query letter to friends or other writers yeah. to beta read basically my yeah. query letter because I thought like, oh, this is great. Like, okay, I think this is really good. I did tons of research on what query letters should include and all that, which you can yeah. Google and find really easily. Like it's there's so many. I mean, we can link in some. Yeah. We don't but, even need to go into those requirements, but yeah. Um, they're really easy to find. But I thought like, okay, I feel good about this. And then I sent it to some friends who had been through yeah. the querying process. And there were definitely things they pointed out that I wouldn't have caught or wouldn't have noticed. You know, like I tended to be more general in my description of the book or my like little summary within my query letter than I think was, I, it was really helpful to have someone say like, you need to be more detailed with this. And it was really mm -hmm. helpful to have people who had read my book already and knew what the book was about and how yeah. I could be more detail to be able to say like, okay, don't just say this big thing happened. You need to be specific about it so that it's actually engaging and interesting. I mean, you don't want to get so nitty gritty that it takes up too much space, right. but it's like that, that balance of having yeah. it detailed, but concise and yes. something that they can actually see rather than this vague thing, but something isn't taking up a lot of Kind of that landscape of that letter. Yeah, it needs to be short. They don't want to read all yeah. you know, two pages, three pages, or whatever. They just want to know, get to the gist. It needs to be exactly that snappy yeah. building, something that really does grab you. I mean, something that leaves whoever is reading it saying, yes. and then what happened. Yes. And that's actually one of the best things that I. Again, we talked about there's so many different yeah. places you can look for guidance or recommendations and definitely look for that, do some research. One of the best things that I've read, though, or actually heard was an agent on Instagram, uh, Cindy Townsend, was talking about what she's looking for. Mm -hmm. And she said that she wants herself to feel like she's leaning in, like yeah. she's interested in what happens next. That's all that it's about is getting them hooked, getting money more, getting money to read those pages. A lot of agents will say that if they get through that blurb, they might not even read the bio. They may not even read anything else. So if they get through that blurb and, blurb and they're not hooked, that's your shot. 
And so it kind of just making that as, as intriguing yeah. as, you know, as much of a pitch as, as you can. Which is hard, but it's also, I think, really good practice because it's the same thing that we need to do for our readers, right? Like we want Absolutely. our readers to want to keep turn page, turning pages. We want them to be like, what's going to happen next? And so I think it's good practice to, to get used to how do you hook someone? It's hard. It's hard work. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it is that over time you kind of figure out even what other people are doing. I think reading the back of yeah. what other Yeah, reading the back of done. books for yeah. that book blurb is, I think, great for a query letter it's, prep. Yeah, and honestly, like the query letter wasn't as hard for me as the synopsis. Like the one page mm. synopsis was so much harder because they want and expect, you know, every major plot point. Yep. They want all your twists, like give, you need to give everything away and summarize your entire book yes. in one page. And I'm thinking like, if I could summarize this story in one page, I wouldn't have written the whole hundred <laughs> thousand word book, <laughs> but it's really good. If you yeah, can do and that, that's then it shows that this ha story has a concise through line. It has it's yeah. sense, you know. Did you approach that by going through like on chapter levels and kind of bringing it, bringing the story in? That I didn't. Way? I that yeah. would have been way too long. I couldn't have done it in a page. I don't think. I I just went with the major plot points really. Um, in the end, yeah. And I cut out a lot of, like, I didn't include most, I don't know if this is even what sh you should or shouldn't do, but I didn't include most of the subplots. Like, I just stuck to, this is the main story. <laughs> but that was hard. There's two main characters. I'm planning to, like, boil it down to see where it goes by saying, you know, I actually already created, like, this chapter, this happens, this chapter, this happens. Mm -hmm. And just in a high level yeah. way of kind of connecting it and some of them are going to condense down because connected things but um i'm just curious how you approached it yeah yeah it just it was very hard to try to condense that much and hard yes. to condense yeah. that much while still trying at least to make it almost readable yeah make it enjoyable and readable and not just read like a list of things that happen you know like um and still have it kind of mirror the the tone and voice of the, the book itself and things like that and you sent that out as well yeah not everyone yes. wanted it but a lot of them did <laughs> no. i mean not i tell, i mean the not your critique that. partners yes oh i see <laughs> No, I thought you were asking about it. Just, yes, oh. I did send it out to beta readers too. And that was also very helpful. Um, again, my problem tended to be I was too general and not detailed enough. I think that's important to kind of think about the, okay, it's boiling it down, but it's not, it's not high level. So it's kind of yeah. that, you're, it's a reduction sauce that you're trying to get the flavors in it while also keeping the substance as yes. well, also keeping it concise. Yes. And obviously that's easier said than done. Yeah. But by having partners both on the side who have read and ones maybe who haven't, who could read through it and say, does this have any type of, does it make any sense? Like if you just came to this and it was on your doorstep, does it sound like a story that would treat you? Which I, I think is really... I don't always think about it in so many different lenses, but that's been kind of, I think the challenge that I've been making in, in doing my research is, okay, how do I look at from maybe my original thinking and how I'm approaching it and then how I kind of think outside the box of, okay, but really what is the perspective of the agent who's going to be coming in? Someone yeah. maybe owes work 
might see the through line, but someone who hasn't read it at all, would it translate? Yeah, that's a really good point. Getting people to review it and read it and give feedback on it who both have read and haven't read your book. That's a great idea. As I've, I, I mean, I know that we talked about, you know, looking at specific agents, what they want, specific agencies, what they want. But I think when we look at it, you know, I like what you said about approaching it like you're approaching a reader in some ways. That literally that's what you're trying to do is pitch this so that this person can read it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of approaching it from that perspective of, hey, does the story start in the right place? Are those first three pages or five pages, whatever's going to go to an agent, are they really the story's best from a starting point? And if it's not, if you're uncertain about it, it's, well, maybe, maybe the story doesn't start in the right place. Maybe, you know, if it is kind of bogged down by exposition, maybe that's something to consider of like, does it have the pace? Is, is it strong? Would it grab someone? All of those things I think for me is coming in as I'm even just looking at it is like, pacing you know is it something that when someone reads it they're just going to be like this is a drudgery or is it <laughs> something that that is like okay what happens next i think that is one of the best questions you can ask in your writing and going into the querying process like is this going to make someone want to read more but in the end really like also what one person wants to read more of and what another person wants Absolutely. to read more of are going to be different it's the process is so subjective so you have to go in with, with some measure of objectivity too and kind of just say, okay, I would want to read more of this. I've got beta yeah. readers who say they want to read more of this. Let's hope some agents say the same thing, but I don't know. And, you know. and I think once you can get to that place where you know, like, I feel good about this. I want to read more of it. You know, maybe I have some beta readers who want to, would want to read more of it who feel good about this too. At that point, it's like, okay, <laughs> you just have to then jump off the cliff and do I it. I definitely agree. I really do think that in the end, it is that gut of, is this a story that you want to tell? Yeah. And if, if you feel something's off, then I'd say check into that and see, like, yeah. why are you feeling a bit insecure about this specific thing? If it's just, like, you know that you're going to be sharing your work and you're not sure it's perfect, then I think <laughs> you have to let that little bird fly. Like, yeah. <laughs> go out and see what happens. Yes. Go out and see what happens. So we will stop there, but hopefully that gives you some um, some information and, and helpful little tidbits as you head into querying, if you're like us and in the midst of that process. We encourage you to listen to the author um, answers episodes that'll be coming out to also get more information about querying and hear other people's stories of that experience. And we just encourage you to, yeah, do your research, Find out what you need to find out, get things to the best place you can get them, but then let it fly. Like Laura said, like you jump off the cliff, send it out. Like just the world needs your work and your voice. And we hope that you um, take those risks, whether that means self-publishing or whether it means querying and, and finding that agent that's just right for you. So good luck. <laughs> Reading and writing and sending out query letters. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>